0: Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need. Right now.
1: Repeat myself. Repeat myself. myself. We're stuck in a time loop. Something really bizarre is happening. Ma? Hedgehog Day. Groundhog Day. What's that? Repeat myself. Stuck in this time loop. Repeat. Repeat. Repeat myself. We're stuck in a time loop.
0: It's a brand new episode of the Legendary, Flashing Heroes of Tomorrow, where each week Glenn and I sit down to discuss a DC television show on the CW. Uh, Glenn, it is just the Legends of Tomorrow this week, and uh, I normally would not presume to speak for you, but I think we'd be happy carrying on this show if it was just Legends every week. Uh, yeah. This flew by... <laughs> And it was, I got to enjoy it so much more without having to try to remember the plots and moments from three other shows. Uh, Next week, next week might be a nightmare because all four shows are going to be back on. So, okay, well, let's talk about uh, season three, episode 11. It is called Here I Go Again. Uh, a mission goes wrong, causing the crew to yell at each other. Zari attempts to repair the ship, but gets covered in goo, and seemingly activates a program that blows up the Wave Rider. before seemingly re-experiencing events from the earlier day, I guess. Uh, in fact, the day seems to keep repeating itself, with Zari experiencing the same events over and over again, learning mysterious secrets about the team, such as Mick's writing ability. Uh, Or maybe lack thereof, maybe they should have said his passion for writing. Uh, Eventually, the team discovers Time Agent Gary on board, who has been causing all of the repetitions. Mick destroys Gary's device, but Gary tells him that the repeats were the only thing saving them from death. When the ship is next set to explode, Zari seals herself in a study and uses her powers to try and contain the blast. She reappears in an empty Wave Rider, where she encounters Gideon's human form... Gideon reassures her that she is really in the med bay and alive. She tells Zari that she transported her into her program to show her that she can't save 2042 without the legend's help. Zari admits to Sarah that she was researching historical loopholes to see if she could have saved her brother, which uh, Sarah reassures her might be possible. And of course, at the end of the episode, in Yuan Province, China... The recently escaped Rip Hunter tracks down Wally West, looking for some help. Glenn, what did you
1: think of Here I Go Again? that thought it was great. Mm. This was I a, like that Nate, all she had to do was just tell him Graham, Groundhog Day. Yep. And Nate's like, oh, you're in a time loop. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> they did. I mean, they, uh, they did a good job of making it feel... Because Ray says it, so I'm assuming... Did it feel slightly similar to that Star Trek episode? Which one? There have been
0: three Star Trek episodes in which there were time loops.
1: The one that Ray mentioned.
0: Um, Was he mentioning the one from Next Gen? Yes. Okay. Um, Kind of? I mean, so the way these, at least in the three Star Trek episodes I've watched, there's always one person who is aware that they are in a time loop. Uh, in some form or fashion. Uh, The one in particular that Ray was referencing, uh, Data eventually becomes aware of the time loop, but not at first. Uh, So uh, it was kind of unlike Zari, who knew from the get-go. But there have been a couple of other time loop episodes where there's always one character who knows they're in a time loop, and they're trying to convince everybody else that they're in a time loop over and over and over again. And events basically sort of play out like this. Although, the time loop thing turned out to not really be what was happening, right? Didn't Gideon reveal that um, she only had the uh, the accident once? And Gideon was... I, I thought that Gideon had said that she wasn't really going through a time loop. This was all some sort of thing that Gideon constructed for... Um, to convince Zari to stay with the... to get to know the team and uh, to stay with them because that's the only way she could do anything about saving 2042 is if she had the the legends helping her. Mm-hmm. Um, So I don't think the time loop was actually a, a time loop at the end of the day. I think it was all in Zari's head. No, it was all a simulation. Yeah. Which is something I like because... It, you know, I've seen a lot of time loop episodes already, so that was I was happy to see them sort of twisted a little bit. And I love that you know, the, she's like, okay, fine, but why was Gary in this <laughs> and stuck in the trash? And she's just like, I just thought it'd be funny. Yeah. It was hilarious. Well, because
1: I mean, was like, oh, I'm glad Gary's in this. Whenever yeah. Whenever she named dropped him on the call. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm glad Gary's going to show up. Yep. And the trash, yeah, used, they, and the trash they, came back to the whole time. They did a couple of nods to the audience. They did. So, they did. Uh, Continue with your thoughts, though. No, I thought it was great. Uh, You know, Mick writing a, uh, um, the next great base opera love novel. You know, it was pretty (laughs) great.
0: (laughs) That he's so protective. He doesn't. He must think that writing is so girly or something that he has to protect, and he goes to extreme lengths to protect anyone from knowing he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, the Bear traps and an electrified safe and all this other shit. Fucking blue ink so he knows who broke in. Uh, never change, Mick. He was great, and he never admits either by the way, that he's actually, we see him of course, working on his, his novel, but like he never admits anything to anybody about all of this. Like she she sits there and talks to him about writing his book and he's just sort of looking around the room, hoping nobody else is listening to this. Uh but yeah, Mick Mick is uh always was was excellent. But this was yeah, this was like the Zari episode. Uh do yeah, you think, it was good. do you think it worked for her? Do you do you feel more attached to her as a character now? Uh
1: not necessarily. I think it I think she took steps. Yeah, I don't think it was so much about her, it just mm. them playing off of her is mm-hmm. what I believed more now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It does.
0: Um, yeah, I... Well, I mean, I think in a way, because ever since they brought her on, she certainly felt like the fifth or sixth wheel or whatever, and never really had that episode where it felt like she was part of the crew in any way and i feel like this took steps towards towards doing that or she's not like that character that you forget the name of every now and again because mm-hmm. she's so inconsequential to the rest of the the show she now feels like she's stepping out of that a little bit so that is nice uh i like the episode i like the episode a lot as well uh which I'll be honest, I was a little apprehensive about when they said they're doing the time loop, although I really like that... Um, I, re- I can't remember which one it was that was when they found out they are in a time loop, and he's like, oh, I knew that was going to happen to us eventually.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, just waiting for it to happen. Uh, I was a little apprehensive about it, because as, as has already been stated, I've seen my fair share of time loop things and... Wasn't overly excited to watch another one, so I'm happy they uh, they sort of played it off pretty well. And in the end, it wasn't really a time loop episode. It was without being one. Uh, my favorite, by the way, my favorite nod was the uh, the hawk the hawk girl helmet or whatever. They just have that laying around in storage somewhere. Like there's the And this happens sometimes in these uh, time loop episodes where there's, like, they're sick and tired of trying, so they just give up for a little while. And it's basically Kevin McAllister at home, uh, on Home Alone, where they just run around and do all the shit. And she was... I don't know where she was, but she was dressed up in armor and maybe... I'm dreaming it, but I'm pretty sure she was wearing like uh, the hot girl helmet. Yeah. It was a hot girl helmet or, or something. Oh, did you have your fun montage? I guess I did the fun montage. They did the fun montage. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this was a super solid episode. I'm kind of not looking forward to talking about so many episodes next week. I hope it does not dilute my fun that legends always gives me. So I'm, I'm, Looking uh looking for a long shot here, Glenn. This is a uh, Tom Brady esque at the end of the Super Bowl hail mary.
1: Yeah, well, it didn't work this uh, last Super Bowl. So. Yeah, I,
0: ho- I hope I hope somebody's at the end zone with better hands than Gronkowski. Because uh, I'm really hoping that Flash, Black Lightning, and Arrow all deliver on some level. Because uh, if if there's more than one that's not so good. Uh, it could it could make for a, a long day of viewing. So yeah,
1: hopefully Flash is good. Hopefully Black Lightning solid. And I mean, the only thing I can hope for is competence out of Arrow. So <laughs> that is the
0: bar they are at now. Yeah. Uh, before we do the score, I'd uh, like to thank the good people of Think Geek for sponsoring the episode as they always do. Head on over to cinema thinkgeek slash think geek, or click the Think Geek link at the top of the page. Uh, plenty of stuff DC wise to go shopping for I do not have a particular item picked out this week most of it is unrelated to the CW shows that are on almost everything they have is Wonder Woman or Batman or the Joker which I think is basically pretty much all DC is, is down to these days isn't it is there anybody else Harley Quinn uh, and I think that's about it Nobody nobody's interested in any of these other characters uh, at least based on uh, the buzz around the movies. Uh, well, so the yeah, it's got to be good. It'd be different. That's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. But there's plenty of DC stuff. There's plenty of Marvel stuff. There's plenty of everything uh, for your geeky needs at uh, ThinkGeek. CinemaGeekly. slash ThinkGeek. Glenn, what would you give? Here I go again. Four and a quarter. Yeah, that's not too bad. That is not too far off. I, on, I mean, I only went... I went to four, so... I was... I really wanted this to be like a, Like a knock-it-out-of-the-park episode. They haven't really had one uh, in a little while, but... Still I mean, got yeah, a they left. haven't had a Bebo ruling over the Vikings episode in a while. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Uh... They haven't, uh, to be honest, none of the sh- none of the shows have really come out super strong uh, since their returns or debuts, uh, although Black Lightning has been fairly consistently good. I haven't been blown away by anything so far from these shows, but I've been pretty happy with Legends, which is more than I can say consistently than some of the others. So uh, that is a wrap for this week's episode. Head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the show, and find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music uh, and Stitcher as well. Just search for Flashing Arrow and hit subscribe. And then you can go on an epic journey with Glenn and I next week as we attempt to watch (laughs) Season 3, Episode 12 of Legends of Tomorrow called The Curse of the Earth Totem. Season 4 of The Flash, episode 14, called Subject 9. Whew, episode 6 of Black Lightning, called Three Sevens, colon, The Book of Thunder.
1: Oh, they've already had five episodes of that.
0: Wow. Indeed. And Arrow, season 6, episode 14, aptly titled Collision Course, because that is what we are on next week with all four shows.